This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Peace, this is the Piper Carter Podcast once again. Um, we're in the month of August. This is so cool. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. I'm not going to waste you guys' time. So um, we're here on location at the Marble Bar because um, it's Josh Adams' birthday. He's going to, he and I uh, do our podcast on the same day. We record on the same day. Detroit is different. And today is his birthday. And so we have the portable setup at the marble bar so if you hear any distracting noises in the background that's everyone getting ready for the turn up for later this evening um i'm gonna bring you right into the room Brittany. what's good peace piper what's going on um i'm like okay welcome august i know it's unreal yeah how you feeling i'm feeling good in the marble bar with my man's joe black on the keys what's up joe black our engineer what up dog okay that's what's up (laughs) So let's just get right into it. Uh, I'm very excited about our guest today. And um, I'm, I'm also honored that she decided to wait because it took us a minute to uh, get set up. She's a very, very busy woman. Um, so Fatima Taiko, what's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Hand I'm claps. so glad you, uh, you you decided. Yeah, hand claps. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, decided, I'm glad you decided to, uh, to come stop by. So... Normally, I give this really long intro, so let me give people a few uh, uh, a few things. So, um, you do PR, you're a mom, you are an activist, you're an organizer. Um, oh my God, you're like so many things. And you're also my Muslima sister. And I mean, there's so many things that you do. Um, where do we even begin? Let's begin at uh, at what you do now currently, and we'll work backwards from there. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's like everything you named, plus business owner with the physical therapy now. Wow. So. Right. <laughs> you have the physical uh, therapy studio. Yeah. Not not to toot my own horn, but. That's amazing. <laughs> toot toot. I don't even know where beep to beep. start. I'm not even <laughs> going to lie to you. Um, currently, I'm working on, like within the last couple of days, on one of my clients, um, EP parties. So Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons is shout out. Yes, Detroit. Detroit's big man. Yes, it's a hard follow up for Ben Wallace, and he's doing a great job. You know what? People have been talking about that all day in our interviews. He had to do a couple <laughs> interviews, and it was like, oh, you know, you're gonna bring the the 2004 Pistons back, Ben Wallace. He said, don't put me in that box. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Can't put him in there. Can't put him in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So speaking of not putting him in a box, he's um a very creative individual um whether it's with him had starting djing um you know he's been um a huge support in our advocacy work too with the hip hop for foundation yeah um and you know he just kind of stepped out of his realm now and gone into producing writing engineering and um, music artists yeah so that's all great stuff it's awesome it's been a ton of fun through the process and then he just kind of woke up one day and he was like Hey, um, I'd like to drop my EP by my birthday, mm. which um, when he called me, it was last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do yeah. it. You're going to get it done. Oh, thankfully, I have an amazing team partnered mm. up with um, Limelight Enterprises and the family business um, entertainment companies. And I just literally like, you know, Brittany and I, before we got on the mics, we were having this conversation of, you know, getting into partnerships and building networks and 
really um you know not not so much relying on being a one-man show anymore and the importance of having co-partners the importance of you know building that network and utilizing it yeah so and you talked about um doing things with people that see the point of purpose like you do too oh absolutely and you know piper we've had this conversation before my pr agency well it's really a resourcing agency but i do a lot of pr work out of it is um the name of it is ambitious futures and i only work with people who are ambitious about their future people that are dedicated and are moving with purpose whether it's an athlete or a music artist or an entertainer that's stepping again outside that box and doing things into advocacy mm. into youth and families into charity whatever it may be but you know they're not just doing what they were intended to do and sticking in that lane but more expanding and exploring what else they could do because of the positions that they've been put in right so i want to back up so thank you for that and i wanted to back up so let's talk about how um how we met Oh, yeah. Yeah, so tell that story. Well, I'm not even going to lie to you. Piper's been one of those people who's like, dang, how did we meet again? <laughs> but um, it really was with some advocacy work on her part while I had one of my clients um, making an appearance. So Piper was, she put together with the assistance of Queen Yonasaha, the Hip Hop for Flint. Yeah, well I did the Detroit one. Yeah, the Detroit one, the yeah. Detroit chapter. Nice. And they were looking for some artists, and I had reached out, and I was working with Scala, who's um, from Detroit. He's actually out in D.C. now, you know, doing his thing. Shout out to him. And um, he was, like, head over heels, like, oh, my God, it's Queen Yonaza. And I'm like, who is she? (laughs) 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 It was so bad. (laughs) Forgive me, Queen. I love you. Shout out, Queen. Yes, yes. But then you know they introduced me to piper and it's like oh my god it's all these influential people and mm. i was feeling like i'm just a nobody in this yeah room. right feel the people but it was incredible and it was our personalities just clicked mm. right away right away right away and then we ended up um continuing to just kind of cross paths and then piper was a part of another event where it was kind of like the summer jams for kids yeah okay. yeah and a client at shane park at shane park oh, that's dope. yeah mm-hmm. and it was so it was such a great event yeah and they just needed you know some people to be on the panel with them and, I, and piper's like well you go do it and i'm like i didn't even know that going to like, <laughs> i'm the person telling people what to What's say to mm-hmm. and i don't know what to say so it was pretty cool and the kids really gravitated to me and kind of yeah. just seeing a woman in my position mm. in the sports wearing world. a hijab wearing a hijab yeah. and, a, and a adidas <laughs> track suit <laughs> <laughs> looking fly though gotta, looking super gotta, fly got it and it was like okay hold on so we're going somewhere with this so piper and i again stayed in in touch and then one day she said um you know hey we're, we're doing this hip-hop for um the people and it was in um, relation to the crises that were happening with the hurricane. Okay. And I was like, well, how can I help? And then I promise you that first day we sat down, it was just like fireworks. Mm. Yeah, it was. Fireworks. We literally, we put together as a collect um, 13 different cities that went live on the same day within 10 days. And we had reached people like Fat Joe and T.I. and, and yeah. Jay-Z. And they were just like, 
And trick, trick. And wait, trick, wait. Trick. Y'all have to go into more in depth of what this was. Like, give this label what you guys are talking about a little bit more. Yeah. Well, so, okay, I'll go back, back to the first one okay. that she was talking about, okay. which was the hip hop for Flint. All right. So, initially, so that's uh, Yonaj, the um, lone wolf, um, amazing sister. She initially did the first one, which was um, hip hop for Haiti. Okay. And that was when Haiti had um, their hurricane. And then um, later, well, I, I did. We, I'm not sure. I didn't know her at the time. Did you? When she did that mm. one for Haiti, I knew, I knew of her, but I didn't know the extremity. Yeah, Which yeah. At, yeah. At that time, but later, um, she she did another one. She wanted to do a um, relief for Flint. Okay. And so, um, she did a call out, and uh, one of my brothers, um, shouts out to um Terrence Muhammad from the Nation, and also from um Hip Hop Caucus. He um was like, yeah, you know, one of my sisters is doing this national or international actually event that's a fundraiser for Flint. And so basically what it was was um different cities all across the world doing a concert at the same time on the same day to raise what? like a telethon mm-hmm. online and doing these shows but like doing events but like to raise the funded funding. And so um like I did the I organized the Detroit one along okay. with uh, Nina Payne. Okay. Yeah. And so and some other Shout and out so Nina. Shout out Nina. She was on the show too. Yeah. Yeah. With with Trey Trey Simon. So and some other partners and so um we went to uh we Cast Commons, um shouts out to Cast Commons. Um, agreed to let us have the event there. We had it like upstairs and downstairs. We had d- the different water warriors so that they could give information. And it was streaming online. Okay. We had um, different performers, different hip hop artists, blah, blah, blah. So then from there, we went to Flint, which is where um, Fatima's talking about. So once each city raised X amount of dollars, okay. then uh, we purchased, um, you know, Yanashda had researched the. Um, filters that the military was using to filter out lead and blah 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 wow. and so then um what we were able to raise what was it uh fourteen thousand or fifteen thousand dollars and then purchased i think it was like 350 um filters and then had identified so each one of us had identified different um activists and things in flint to connect with so that um, we could give these filters because the relief that was coming from the government was forcing people to have IDs. And so that was preventing people from being able to get any sort of relief. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us don't have ID, whether you're undocumented or whether you're a returning citizen or whether you're just a regular person. <laughs> like right. Your, your ID might just be jacked on up. So um, we basically, uh, as a collective, I'm saying we, meaning Yonajda and everybody across the country that came together. Shouts out to Hakeem Green and everybody. Wow. Uh, so there was that. So we met in Flint. And that's where we did the block party to actually have another show to actually give out the filters, right? So the EPA was there, the health what? department was there. Mm-hmm. So Yanasha did her thing, you know, like um, calling on favors, like, I mean, all the different news outlets and media outlets and mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Um, all hip hop and all mm-hmm. these other people came to the table. What? So from there, we stayed connected. So then, unfortunately, the hurricanes came. And the first one was Houston. Okay. And then right behind that, you know what I'm saying? It was um, Puerto Rico and, and, and the Caribbean. And so she came like, hey, I need some people who want to get down. We're going to do another one. So we did the same exact thing. And then um, actually, let me go back. Before then, the Houston happened. Okay. And then coincidentally... Like, at the same time, this is how like minds find each other. Fatima had done a relief with a truck. 
Not a truck, with trucks. Yeah, so... Um, for Houston. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, so another uh, PR, uh, Sherry, she works heavily with um, NFL players. Okay. So um, Sherry does a lot of NFL, and I have a lot of NBA. I mean, granted, we both do a little bit of each, but that's more of our lanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, one of her clients, um, I want to say was Sam Martin, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so, you know, they, she's from Houston and she got caught in Houston. No. Yeah. So, you know, she's calling and texting and trying to figure out, you know, what can we do out here? So her agencies out this way so her mom and family started getting everything together till she can get out here and handle it okay so at the time i had built a relationship with ish smith who also um plays for the detroit pistons okay and ish filled up his entire truck and sent it over there so then a close friend of mine um stefan who also like he's helped me a lot with my resourcing company he um, is awesome yeah he's phenomenal he is phenomenal like if I need anybody in Detroit uh, that I know is going to pick up 100% of the time, it's Stefan. Hey. Like, he's just one of those Reliable. People. Reliable. So him and his friend, um, it was Dal, they filled up a whole pickup truck and just went around. And, and people who couldn't get to the location to drop off, they mm-hmm. went to their homes. What? Yes. So people who wanted to make donations called in said we have this is our location they went and picked up all that stuff from people who couldn't come out but wanted to make a donation so can you imagine not being able to get transportation to deliver items but still be willing to donate like that's how people do that's deep amazing it's deep that's beautiful yeah so i mean it it just kind of makes you step back and look at like who is it that is truly god a giving spirit Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so yeah, you know. So he, so that. he, so it, so somehow, right? Well, it was, it was, it was like mayhem, right? Remember, I, I mean, the people remember when the when the Houston hurricanes happened. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, because we were really worried about people, yeah. and so somehow, so she was doing that relief already yeah. on her own, yeah. right? And then, um, and then, then like myself and Consuela and uh, Mahogany and some more folks, we 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 were each doing our own relief. Mm. And then um, I just remember we were trying to find I remember trying to find a truck to get the stuff because I was able to get the stuff, the same thing. But I need a truck to get it to Houston. So we were able to locate um, these brothers that were just amazing. Thank you to Saba, who, um, you know, just found these great brothers. And one. Yeah. Shouts out. And one is Mexican from Southwest. So he speaks Spanish. Okay. So he was like, I'll drive the truck. And then the other brother, he's, uh, you know, black brother was like what you need and we were getting all these reports of like be careful because white supremacists are like terrorizing folks and you know this is you know you never know because it's a hurricane so all types of wild animal life might be there and um different reports from the military you know blah 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 and then reports that like you know red cross wasn't was 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 they they called them vampires so they were just like taking people's blood but they weren't like helping people Right. And so it was just like crazy. So they they drove down to Houston. Right. Um, We sent them with, you know, a little bit of money so they could, you know, get there with the truck, with all the stuff. But people came out from everywhere. So um, Fatima was like, yo, I got a a, did you have did you gave us the truck? Yeah. So what happened was (laughs) um, we had a we had an extra truck and they had 
extra product. So we were yeah. like, well, hello. A barter <laughs> system a little. <laughs> and so, we found each other. Like, that what? is powerful. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about moving and purpose and what the universe does and what God does mm-hmm. when you want to. And Absolutely. I was like, I got two guys that'll go. To, and Fatima was like, I got the truck, but I don't have nobody go down. Shut but up. she had her brother, Stefan, was like, I got yeah. some more product. Can you send this product with your product to go down there? So then he came yeah. with, with, the, with his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they brought the product. And then we hadn't even really, like, known each other for real, for real. Just mm-hmm. through doing this it's type of stuff. I got you. Yeah, just crossing yeah. paths, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the industry, for real. And it was just crazy. Like, so then the guys went down. They took pictures down there. Well, we connected with um, uh, Black United Front and some other. Okay. So then when they came back, well, because we had banded together to do this thing, we kind of had this little bond. So then, I don't know, what was it, like a week or two later when um, w- when Hurricane Maria came and Yanasha um, was like, hey, anybody want to do this in Detroit? First person I called was like, let me call Fatima. <laughs> right? Because I was like, yo, can you help us? We need to. You know, I need people that that are willing to care and do. And she was like, "What you need?" Boom, and we just meet her, and then she pulled in Randy. Shouts out to Randy Rosario, and um, I mean, she is just incredible too, right? With her radio station, absolutely. Shouts out to Oso Radio. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. How old is Randy? She's like a millennial. (sighs) Randy is twenty something. She's. 29 now okay yeah she's 29 now got her okay. own radio station own radio station it's like so blown up yeah she's that got like mainstream is like look got their well, eye on her yeah mm. so <laughs> shade room has actually been posting her a lot lately yes um, she's a life coach she's okay. also um the lead singer in a pop rock band what yep. yes yep um, she's in the process of. She's also one of my clients. Okay, she's tell, incredible. You know, I can Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with it. Um, but you know. What we learned in the process is, and, you know, no shade to the men, but what the power of women can do. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Piper is, she's very humble in saying what her um, <laughs> her um, endeavors have been. I got you. But, um, you know, it's like you, you look at, first of all, ethnicity mm. and religion and just capabilities. And it's like. These are three women in our backyard in Detroit, <laughs> literally getting stuff yeah. done, getting stuff done. Yeah. And the best part of working with these women is it's not selfish. Mm. Not one time did we yeah. have to butt heads and say, you're doing more than I am or you're doing more than I. None of that had happened no. in the time that we've been working together. It just glued together. It just glued together. And then it was like, hey, OK, I'm not able to do this. Oh, I can. That's yeah. my specialty. That's unreal. Like each mm-hmm. person was like, yeah, I don't you really know. know let me this. let like, me stop acting like that. Like, let yeah. me let me because I, I, I was just going to talk about how there's so many misconceptions on women working together. At least it's starting mm-hmm. to open up some now, a lot now, you know, with all different types of industries but people are always so shocked to see women with bold personalities that are brazen come together and to kind of shift and seesaw their energy so the fact that you guys are talking about i shouldn't be acting at all i should be saying thank you for giving examples of that that's that's great but i'm a, i'm gonna be fair i'm a blunt person <laughs> all right, all right. i'm a very blunt person i've been one of the most the first people to say I will never work with women Mm. just because of the nature of the business that I'm in. Understood. You know what I'm saying? Majority of my clients are men and we jokingly say I think like a man, Mm. Mm. but you know, now that I learned to take a back seat to that thought and realize Mm. I'm just a powerful woman. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never like Piper will tell you, I don't, I don't take a lot of credit. I don't ask for a lot of attention. And it wasn't until your panel for the um, woman in hip hop did I ever come out and say, 
I am the best PR to come out of Detroit. Mm. And when I caught myself saying that, I was like, shit, now I got to back that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because, you know, what? when you hear, you hear your clients talking about how they're the best basketball player, how they're the best center, how they're the best. There's nothing wrong with speaking, speaking what you can do into existence, but not to digress. Yeah, no, not at all. But it was more so like you hear it all the time and it's yeah. always like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just that humbleness in you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But if enough people are saying it to you, there's a reason. And if mm. people are reaching out to hire you, there's a reason. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And to find women who di- weren't intimidated by that is so rare, like mm. you're saying. And, you know, we've had our fair share of conversations of women. Unfortunately, we've had relationships with in the past. But when you learn to open up and say, like Piper was saying, well, I have to be honest and say, that's not my lane. Mm, Advocacy yeah. is not my lane. Have I learned a lot? Absolutely. Can I do more of it now? Sure. But if I have to work on advocacy, Piper is my woman to call. If I needed photography, mm. if I needed visual, if I, I needed art, Piper is my woman to call. And I'll say that that is to break it down for the listeners. That is knowing how to use your resources and mm-hmm. seeing yourself as one. Yeah. So yeah. Piper and can speak to that more. Well, it was interesting, too, because from the outside, right? Yeah. Like looking in. I mean, like you were saying, all three of us are kind of like powerhouses. Like we're kind of aggressive. Right. Like people see us as aggressive women. <laughs> so I know. It, so people would probably never think that we would, as these aggressive women, be. But let me tell you something. When I'm telling you, there was no ego. That's amazing. It was left at the none, door. None. None. It yeah. was like, what do we? What do we need to do? Boom, 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 boom. I know this. I know that. Oh, I got this. I got that. Don't worry about it. Oh, we get. And we literally made this event happen. And I, I got a shout out. I mean, Randy used her platform mm-hmm. and her influence and who she knew and, and just brought these incredible people to the table. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Fatima. You understand what I'm yes. saying? And, and the expertise and the organizing and the professionalism, like all of that was brought into the into the, the space. And so we were able to then just work together. Yes. You know, and you would have thought we had like $10 million. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know why? Because... Um, Piper's network is very underground. Okay. My network is very, uh, well, hers is underground and political. Got you. Mine is um, very mainstream and public. Got you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Randy's got obviously the media platform. Okay. And, you know, the the social network that she's in. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, shit. Like, we really, the way we came together was. It was best for. It was incredible. It was incredible. And it's funny because, you know, during the process of this, I remember sitting down with Piper Piper, um, when we were going around doing the interviews. And Mm -hmm. we were, I I got very emotional. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I got very emotional. It was a lot. it, It was, we weren't sleeping. We weren't eating. We were running around. And our hearts were set on helping these people. And when we were reaching out to the mainstream media to help us, to get a platform, to talk about it, to, you know, give exposure to the event, we were pretty blackballed. What? Yeah. 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 We were pretty blackballed. And it was like we had to go back doors and contact different people to really get on the platforms. And when we did get on the platforms and they realized 
wait, they're onto something. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how that worked? It was incredible. Yeah. So when you saw who was in the house that night. Ooh, it was crazy. It was some big names. Yeah. It, it was, was huge names. Big names. It was That's huge so names powerful. It was it's so powerful. powerful. Just to hear the inside of this and to hear the process, I'm yeah. telling you guys. Yeah. Well, also what was driving us, and shouts out to Yanajda. I, I got to shout out Minister Troy, too. Absolutely. For Nation of Islam. He, okay. he, he gave us... 110 million uh, pounds of support yeah. um, and mm. brought us a 910 and, and, and other things too. Nice. Of, yeah. But, um, but I, you know, shouts out to Yanajla because she, what she did, she, what she, the way she organizes is she puts everybody that's doing the different cities in the different, um, let's call, you know, like a group me or a text mm-hmm. or so that we can um, stay on top of what's happening mm-hmm. because these type of events, well, I shouldn't say an event, but I don't know another word. But they're um, happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Got you. Because so, everyone is on the same time schedule for the well. Right? Well, because of, it's a hurricane, so it's uh. a it's a tragedy. So the crisis. So um, you know, uh, uh, like a, a cell tower might I go see down. What you're saying. Or um, there might have been, you know, um, water might have run out of the store, or okay. people might have run out of food, and then or they might have been able to stay in this one place, but now they don't have electricity, so now they got to go someplace else. So she was able to put us in touch with folks. On, on the ground and we were able to talk to those people and th- that there was so we were talking to them probably like every day mm-hmm. and there was this one day in particular that we literally had to force ourselves to stay on the phone because this woman was um us. she was she was in the caribbean was she in saint thomas mm-hmm. and she was just breaking down to us what was happening as it was happening and it was so much that it was so hard to listen to, but it was like you had to literally force yourself like, this is why we are doing this work. Mm. I can't hang up this phone. It's too much for me to listen to right now. Mm-hmm. And she was crying, but she was really strong. Mm-hmm. And she was telling us about who was dying. Mm-hmm. And she was telling about how they're not getting food. She was telling us how the helicopters was not taking people places or how they had, uh, because they were black, that they were not receiving any of the support and that no one was telling their story. 14 days with no water. That's un- that's unheard of. 14 days with no water. And all this media showing us that they were transporting food and this and that. Where was it? They, she right. was telling us that Red Cross was taking people's blood yep. and not helping nobody. They were just nope. coming taking blood. Yeah. But they were not transporting people. They told us they were taking them to Puerto Rico and blah, blah, blah. They nope. were taking no one nowhere. They were leaving them for dead. Mm-hmm. But just taking their blood. Yep. That's, I'm it was a say, lot. To your point, it being blunt, that's creepy. It is. It's people creepy. need to hear about that. It is. Yeah, it's creepy. Especially it's from people like you guys, like you said. You guys are all, you. The th- I don't know the other person, Randy, that you're speaking of, but what I'm visualizing is that you guys have this powerhouse behind you, each in, in, each individually. So when people can hear things like that from you guys, from your individual communities, of the breakdown of these type of things, it will make them get involved too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and that's what we did. So when we went on the different platforms and when we went on our social media, we were giving the same, we were giving people the updates mm. that we were receiving. And so as we were receiving them, and I'm telling you, like on the phone that day, like I almost couldn't even talk just listening to her tell the story but then I had to take myself out of the equation like who cares about how I feel about what I'm listening to I'm not experiencing this 
Like, but it made us grind harder because we were like, yo, we're going to get you some supplies. We're going to make this happen. We gonna, you going to get yeah. something. We were giving our word and then getting off the phone and being like, Piper, how are we going to do this? Yeah, <laughs> that's like, true. How are we going to do this? But I will say, in addition to that situation, we did have our own chapter group chat in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. So we did have our, you know, um, like a team, basically, yeah, of our support. Team, our team. So Shouts out to Carlos and uh, Mayor Wyndham mm-hmm. and uh, nice. everybody that was, you know, um, Mama Hanifa. Mama Hanifa. Everybody uh, that was coming to the table everybody. to support. And Mama Yvonne. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were. Listen, it was like, uh, okay, I just got a whole new family in the matter of 24 <laughs> hours. Literally. Literally. And it was like we would debrief before we left. Yeah. We didn't leave mm. on. Um, oh, and shouts out to Babadero. Oh, my gosh. From from EMIAC. That's the man. <laughs> now, that's a, when I tell you, I would walk in and be like, no, 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 no. Change your face. Change your attitude. Change your vibe. <laughs> he could read me like a deck of cards. Mm. He would be like, no, go back to Piper. Send her home. She's got to go to sleep. Because. In the midst of that, I was still traveling. Okay. So I would drive out to Cincinnati, come back within 24 hours, go out to Chicago, come back within 24 hours, because I was doing the PR in 13 cities. Dang, girl. For, for the whole, for, for the, the whole, whole event. Of, yeah. Not, not even my other clients. Yeah. <laughs> no, for this particular for the event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. one that you guys had everything lined up. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because each city was doing the same thing. Yep. I got you. Yep. So yeah. we went live in 13 different cities. So I was handling all the PR for all the other cities as well as contributing mm. to this. So having, you know, Piper and Randy just really be my backbone and really, you know, mm-hmm. food on deck when needed, you know, <laughs> water, whatever it was like. It really felt like somebody cared about me. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in this industry, as a PR, you're the person that cares about everybody else. Mm. So I was like, mm-hmm. what about me? <laughs> and this really felt like that. Mm-hmm. It felt like I finally have a coalition nice. of women that at any point. You weren't even looking for it. And I wasn't even mm. looking for it. Powerful. I wasn't even looking for it. So, okay. So, shouts out to Randy. Uh you know, one more time because um, Randy's got like a, like we said her radio station. Okay, and, I'm and definitely gonna check her out. You got to Thank Oso Radio. Everybody needs to check it out. It's O H S O Radio. Everybody nice. check her out. All She's right. incredible. Um, so there's that. Okay, so now I want to get on to um, a li- so you're a mom, and you have two boys. Three. Y'all should see you her. Three. She look. Well, first three. of all, shout out to Piper who looks like she's 22. <laughs> <laughs> and the team over here looking like she's 18. Oh, wow. I wish. Man. Um. So I, I have two biological boys and one adopted boy. Okay. Um. I met Alex. I used to work in the school system for about maybe 10, 12 years. Okay. I met him when he was in sixth grade. Okay. Sixth grade. And um, he had some issues going on with his family. Unfortunately, his father um, was back in Nigeria and his mother was going through some struggles at the time. And um, he had some issues. And then somehow I, girl, I'm just like, I like Captain Save a lot. (laughs) He ended up, um, (laughs) you know, moving in with me and I took him in and couple years later um 
his biological mom passed away. Okay. So um, from there, it was I had to get some guardian rights and things like that. Um, but he's in his second year playing football at Concordia out in Ann Arbor. Shout out to Alex. I know. It's so exciting. I'm so proud of him. And I, I will say, he always says, you know, I did so much for him. But in reality, I feel like he saved me. Mm. Um, That's so he's, beautiful. He's been um, a mentor to my kids. Like, I'll, I'll never forget the first time he had dinner at my house. I made spaghetti. It was nothing but spaghetti. <laughs> and it was box spaghetti, to tell you that. <laughs> so, um, but I can cook. I'm not going to lie. But Shouts out so to the bomb spaghetti. <laughs> Shouts out to spaghetti. So he sat down and my boys were just like, oh, we're just having spaghetti. And he's like pounding on the table like, be lucky that you have something to eat. Be lucky that your mom came home and put some food on. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was all in tears. So from there, it was like I was at a point of my life where my career was taking off. And, you know, he was looking out for the boys and helping around the house and it was like having an older child that was really helping out. Like he mm. really stepped into play and never complained, um, never cut up on curfew. I'll never forget in high school, he was at homecoming. It was his junior year. And um, he, they went to do some photos or whatever. And I said to him, I said, do you got a ride to the venue? And he said, yeah, I'm good. So I said, okay. So I headed out. I actually had um, another event with Andre. Mm. Um, that night so I was in my heels all dressed up like ready to go walk out the house I get a call from Dearborn police oh no and my heart dropped and they said ma'am we have Alex here at um whatever high school and whatnot like for what and he said well they pulled up to the the um the school and in the party bus and there was liquor and I hung up didn't nope 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 going straight to the school walking in with my heels all dressed up wow. and i can hear him in the office talking about i hear her coming <laughs> wow so i walk into the office i'm screaming what is going on and the officer's like ma'am ma'am like he's trying to calm me down i said no where's he at he said listen calm down he's the only one that blew a complete zero oh wow so i'm like mother mode but he was still on that bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, come on. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, it, I literally, we've developed that relationship. Mm. You know, I, I say I'm his godmother in respect to his mother because, mm. you know, she did try her best in the best way that she could. Mm. And um, he was always doing what he was doing to do something for his mom to put her in a better environment. Got you. And um, that was his purpose. Mm. You know, that was his goal. And, and when she passed away, I was like, I thought I was going to lose him from being on track mm. because he's like, okay, well, what am I doing it for now if she's not here? Right. But he just kept pushing. And like I said, he is where he is now. Um, then I have my 14-year-old and my 9-year-old. And um, I've gone through some major struggles, actually, with my 14-year-old. Um, a little bit over a year ago, I almost lost him. He was... Um, he was born with a kidney condition okay. as well. Suffered all mm -hmm. through his years. And then um, he get, it's multi-cystic, so he develops cysts that grow randomly. Okay. And somehow, um, you know, one of the cysts happened to grow so rapidly um, and wasn't caught because he only gets seen every six months. Okay. So it just grew, completely blocked out his bladder, his tubes into his kidney, and everything was reversing back into his kidney. Okay. So he got an infection, and it was like, you know, we don't know what to do. He turned out to be um, a part of 
four four cases since 2005 that have had it. Wow. And he is only the second person to have the surgery that they performed on him and survive. Powerful. Yeah. So I, as I discussed earlier before we got on the mic, mm-hmm. I really got into, you know, building my faith, praying more, mm-hmm. and um, finding my energy and understanding my personal energy. And I promise you, I spent a month in the hospital with him bedside working off my laptop making phone calls and my business you can't stop when you're an entrepreneur understood you can't stop and if you stop what happens bills don't get paid so i had to figure out a way and god just provided that door for me and it happened wow yeah so shout out to you being an amazing mom thank you yeah shout out to your sons being strong and powerful but you know what it i i appreciate that and if it wasn't for them, and it's so funny that you say that, Piper, because I've been so on the go, stressed out with this event, not in a bad way, just more so anxious to really get it done. I'm, I'm very OCD with what I do. You know that. Yeah, she gets it done. So um, my my older son, actually, he's been, we have a whiteboard in my house. And nice. we usually write our little schedule on there, leave messages. And I've been putting it on my Instagram story. And he's been leaving some messages on there, like, you know, Think bigger than you are. You can do it. And I'm, like, I'm like, I passed by it the first day he did it. And he Aww. had like an Aristotle quote on there. Aww. And then I was like, what is this boy doing? And then I passed by it yesterday. I was like, are these for me? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. He shows his appreciation for you in so many different ways. It's, it's so many different ways. And I love them because they are who they are Mm, right and the one thing i will applaud myself for is i've kept him under my wing and everything Mm. that i do and piper will tell you when we were unloading and loading boxes they were right there with us right there understanding they were right there with us they knew what it was so yes they're around nba players and yes they're around celebrities and yes they're around this and that but they're also out feeding the hungry Mm. and dressing the poor and you know finding ways to make clean water Mm, and save electricity Speaking of saving electricity, I gotta talk to you because <laughs> my son put me onto these the Tesla cars. Okay. Oh yeah, I and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so he's on this like solar path. So okay. Yeah. Shout okay. out. That, yeah, no, those, that are, awesome? those are nice cars. It is awesome. Yeah. 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 It is. But you know, you're such a great mom. I mean, Thank you. you and and like you'll see if you know when you work with Fatima, she. So some moms, you know, and God bless all moms. Some moms are like, okay, I got to make a, um, a choice. I'm going to pay these bills or I'm going to be with my kid. Or, but Fatima finds a way to uh, make sure that throughout the entire day, she is taking care of her kids. Wow. All day. Not like, oh, I'm going to just make sure, you know, a couple days here and there. All day, every single day. So sometimes you'll see her, like, in, in, in school teaching or sometimes you'll see her at the, you know, at the at the at the um, physical therapy studio. Or sometimes you'll see her, you know, out doing her celebrity thing, or serving the community. But throughout the entire process, she is like, okay, I gotta do this for my kids. I gotta go get my kids. My kids gotta go to this game. I gotta be at my kids' game. Uh, and like, and she <laughs> oh, might, yeah. she might, she might be like, okay, we gonna do this. I'll see y'all <laughs> at such and such o'clock. Because my kids got a game today. I love that. And that's so my younger one. I didn't touch base on him so much. So he's a he's an avid soccer player. Nice. And 
Mind you, I, I love sports. Okay. I'm a sports enthusiast, but soccer I know nothing about. <laughs> so I'm that mom on the sideline. They're blowing the whistle. What happened? Right. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and he'll laugh at me. He'll be like, Mom, let's watch this video on YouTube. Let me show you what this <laughs> is. So Let me show you what this is. But he's got such a passion for it mm. that he is now, he actually just made um, a select DA team, which is Director's Academy What's for his name? the state of Michigan, Mac. Shout out, Mac. Shout out. And he got a sponsorship by Nike, yes. and he's just been wow. Like he loves it. He loves it. But I will say, like I chose soccer thinking it's the safest sport. But he does this <laughs> little, he does this little jump kick thing, and he turns up in the air, and I'm like, no, stop that! I don't hilarious. want you in the air. That's but hilarious. They get yeah. it. They get it in in soccer. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And and you know what? I think through sports. My kids have learned so much, so many values and mm. morals. Um, the coaches just being real men in their lives and giving them, you know, that stern validation. Right. Um, I think I think sports have played such a big role in helping me mm. with them. Right. Love right. It. Yeah. So that's awesome. So shouts out to family life, motherhood, and like raising some incredible human beings. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is the root of your character that allows you to not just keep what you do, um, you know, professionally? What, what is it? What is, you know, why, how do you keep all that organized and aligned? What is the root of you, that characteristic that you could, that you, that you owe that to? I would say um, it's three different things. Um, definitely my ambition um, and, and passion slash ambition for what I do. Um, as we discussed earlier, I, I do move with purpose. Although I do work with all these athletes and celebrities and things like that, at the end of the day, we all come collectively together in giving back, whether it's through a charity or youth or families or natural causes. And being able to bring somebody like Andre Drummond into a room where, you know, people haven't eaten or drank or whatever and he's bringing supplies with him or he's bringing just his personality mm. that lights up the room and to see their reaction to it and just be able to sit back and say I did that right even though it's not me that they're smiling at right right <laughs> I did it I got you um I'll say that 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 plays a big role in it and then um faith mm. faith and you know, as we were sharing again earlier before the podcast and just learning when to shut down and shut out. Mm, yeah. Um, removing yourself from the electronic world that so controls us and finding um, the most naturous spot you can think of, turning off your phones, your computers, your whatever, and at least dedicating an hour to make that connection with Mother Nature, whether yeah. it's the wind or the water or just laying in the grass and staring up at the sky and really giving your brain a mental break. Yeah, that's important. A mental break. Yeah. One thing I found myself doing differently this year, um, you know, as, as Piper mentioned earlier in the interview, I'm Muslim, so I fast during Ramadan. Okay. And one thing I added to my fast this year was a fast from social media. Okay. Yeah. And in my career, it's difficult. So when I tell you people were calling like, Fatima, did you die? Like, where are you? Right. Where, like, you're not posting. And I'm somebody who is an open book. I got you. You're going to see me cooking. Like she said, you're going to see me with my kids. You're going to see me 
you know, at a VIP event somewhere. <laughs> then you yeah. go see me, you know, helping with whatever advocacy things. Every day is different. So for some people, it's entertaining. For some people, it's motivating. And you don't realize that until you stop it. Mm. And then you come back a month later to a DM full of, are you okay? <laughs> What's going on? You know, what, what happened? You know, and I just had to let them know that it's okay to do that sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to stop that social media life and yeah. exposing yourself so much and give it a break. And in that process, I really learned like you, you you get a mental rest yeah. from it. Because when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, what do I got to post today? You know, mm-hmm. who do I got to promote today? Mm. Who do I got to reach out to? And it's crazy because I can't remember the last time I picked up the phone in the morning and just called my sister to have a phone conversation or said, hey, come over for some coffee mm. because of the, the lifestyle that I'm living and being on the move. And it's right. like, oh, I'm catching up. What did my sister do today? I checked my social media hmm. to see what my, like, what kind of world are we living in? Got you. So when you, when you check out from that, it puts you back in your place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So now I wanted to, so we're going to, we're going to end a little bit soon. Cause I know you got, she got places to go. You know, <laughs> PR can't be here on the podcast for hours and hours, but um, I'm over here checking my phone. She's easy. <laughs> So, yeah, so I wanted to, so this is something we always talk about. I wanted to bring it to, like, one slash two quick things, um, and I'll wrap them into one. So, um, so like, Cranes Detroit did this study. I found the article because I'm always talking about it. And so I'll just read a little bit. So uh, it says, music in Detroit amounts to a billion-dollar industry. And that's the summation of a study conducted for Cranes by East Lansing-based Anderson Economic Group, LLC, which um, it inventoried the number and types of music businesses and employees in Southeast Michigan, uh, which is defined as Wayne, Macomb, Oakland, Livingston, and Washtenaw counties. And um, AEG, which is the agency, they found about 6,000 people employed in the local industry, earning a total of $162.5 million in 2012, uh, with the average worker bringing in roughly $27,000 a year and the number of establishments in the industry came out to be uh, 486 with an average of 12 workers per establishment and a total sales volume of 1.15 billion. And so I'm reading that off because um, when they did this study and they completed the findings, it was when we, uh, we had the gallery still Okay. And so they did a tour. So they brought in um, like people from like Sony. They brought in the heads of like Sony and uh, uh, you know various music and you know Vivendi and um, different uh, heads of the auto industries, various um, aspects of the auto industries. And um, they did a tour for them because what they wanted to do is um, have them see how currently Detroit businesses were um, conducting. Uh, Detroit businesses who uh, make a living out of doing music but music industry related like how they were currently doing it without there being an actual um, industry or ecosystem here in Detroit and so like we were a part of that we were doing hip hop, they went to UR which was um, Underground Resistance which is Submerge, which is Techno Uh, they went to Motown obviously to visit that, they went to Archer Records and so um, with that um, what was really interesting is um, 
you know, the questions and things that they asked us was like how we were able to get along like through the um, recession and how we were able to get along and make money, you know, without there being an industry here. I'm bringing that to the forefront because now we're in a kind of different Detroit than we were when they did this study, which was 2012. In 2018, there's a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. maybe based on this study, mm. around how to bring an actual music industry and an ecosystem here to Detroit. And, um, you know, Fatima, you're actually a part of what I would call the good parts of the comeback <laughs> of Detroit. So I wanted you to kind of speak to how you're involved and, 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 and things that you maybe want to do that you can share. Okay. That's so crazy. I feel like we did an interview before the interview. <laughs> <laughs> we um, we were just having a conversation about that, too. Um, one thing I will say is individuals in Detroit who are moving forward with a higher level of thinking have really stepped outside of that bubble mm-hmm. and really learned to move in coalition. Right. And really learn that. I, Fatima, in the mainstream can't do anything without you, Piper, in the underground, in reality. I can't really put my clients in a position to do advocism without you directing me on how to do that. Mm. And me being able to accept that and say, this is not my lane. You lead and I'll follow Mm -hmm. versus when you need me to do something in the Mm -hmm. mainstream and allow me to lead. to the point where we were having the conversation and saying our party promoters here in Detroit mm-hmm. need to step out that realm of just saying that they host parties and shouting into mics and saying what kind of liquor is coming down onto a table. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And calling themselves a host on their resume. Well, what are you really hosting to? Right. What What is your purpose? Yeah. So you as a party promoter should move hand in hand with me as a PR so that we can expand on the nature of the events that we're presenting here and giving them purpose. So the the parties and stuff that are held in the clubs turn around and develop a plan to produce and, you know, make parks proactive. Yeah. And create direction for other things such as being able to provide in... um, preparation for a crisis rather than waiting for a crisis yeah yeah so you know piper and i have been working with queen very closely and just kind of collecting the idea of saying we were rattling and running around trying to find all these cases of water and all these dry goods and all these food and i mean all these clothes and whatnot whereas we should have a drop-off location and preparation for that so that when it does happen Mm. we could just send it off it's here you know what i mean but we were able to use music. We were able to use fashion. We were able to use sports to create a platform and draw all these people together and have an event to create for that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So it's not just having an event to have an event to say who's who is out. Yeah. You know, have what the I mean? next one, like you were saying. Yeah. So it's it's really been sitting down with these individuals and having that conversation and not leaving that conversation there coming out with a plan you know so andre's release party yeah which is um uh, tomorrow at annex um it's it's not about just andre dropping some music it's about andre spreading the message that 
I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I can play basketball. I can DJ. Mm-hmm. I can make music. Mm-hmm. I can act. I can produce. I can direct. Mm-hmm. But who else can do that with me? Who in the city of Detroit can do that with me? Yeah. So we're bringing all these people under the same roof to get comfortable with each other. You got the east side and the west side in the same building tomorrow. Yeah. You got the west coast and you got the east coast flying into Detroit for it. Right. So placing them all under there and, you know, vibing to one purpose and creating that element. And it's like, okay, if we can do that one night. Yeah. What can we do moving forward? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Love and that. And it's crazy because in the 12 years that I have done this, I have worked from anybody that's anybody right now. And it's always been in my favor because I'm a neutral person. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't affiliate with anyone in particular but myself. Right. And so I move with respect. And I honor you as an individual, not where you're from or what you're capable of doing or how much money you have. And I know I reference Andre a lot, but it's because he's literally like family to me. You yeah. know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I work very closely to him. But he is somebody who can make an impact in our city, being at the young age he is in the face of a franchise. Yeah. And Piper can speak to it. When he pulled up to the Hip Hop for the People event, I was thinking, okay, we'll section him off and leave him over here. And I'm thinking <laughs> NBA. He wasn't having that. No, yeah, I want to no. be down in the crowd. I yeah. was just about to bring that up, like how you yeah. were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be down in the crowd. like. And Piper I'm can tell you, you know, to, to, to further what she's asking is, is that's what the city needs, our yes. figures that are wanting to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And making it comfortable. Yes. And yeah. making it comfortable to where we have to understand in a day of technology, where we have to respect them. Yeah. It's not, mm. I mean, okay, cool, he's an entertainer, he's a sports player, fine. But that doesn't mean he's entitled to have you in his face with your phone trying to get a picture and an autograph every time he's out. There's he's trying to live day to day just like you are. Right. Like, that's what people don't understand in this world. Yeah. That mental game of, I could say anything I want to you on social media because you're making all this money. Yeah. See me in the day. Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's what do they call it? Twitter fingers? Yeah. It's Twitter fingers. Yeah. You know, how how are you going to tell another human being how you feel like they suck or they're not good enough or whatever, but they're in the NBA? Where yeah. are you, you sitting on your mama couch in the basement? <laughs> like that's hilarious. You know what I mean? Shots yeah. fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a mental game. You have to remember they're individuals too. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I've been getting a lot of backlash because I am unfortunately being exposed a little bit more as to who I am and what I do. And cause I have to brand myself now mm. at this point. Right. So I'll get, you know, being a Muslim. Oh my God. Like my nail polish today. Somebody left it under a picture recently. Somebody said, oh, you cover up and you move with modesty, but you got bright nail polish on. And so... Why do you care? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and so what about all the lives I'm saving? What about all the people like, you can't find nothing positive to say but my bright nail polish? Yeah. (laughs) They found something. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. No, okay, so there's that. And then there's... You know, the, the, the great thing is about all of us uh, being in this day and time is that we do have access to be able to um, support one another. Yeah. 
And so while there are the powers that be that are creating these industries and everything, we're constantly meeting and talking about how to create this ecosystem yep. of um, sustainability, um, alternative economy, um, or shoot, a economy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, with, with this media, with this music, with this business, because currently Detroit does not have that. We have an underground, mm-hmm. and we have um, where people can get a little gig here and there, but there's not necessarily a sustainable ecosystem where people can, you know, feed their families, take care of themselves, be paid a livable wage, mm-hmm. uh, send their kids to college, purchase a home, take care of their, you know, their lives and one another mm-hmm. and employ others. And so um, that's something that um, when I think about this study, that's what they're talking about. Yep. But they're not talking about doing it and including us. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Right. And so we've got to be enough savvy. Like if this stuff is coming, you know, to Detroit. This is this is a part of what we're building and creating, uh, you know, uh, creating our own ecosystem, not necessarily to debunk, right, the quote unquote system. No. Right. We're willing to do business and interface. Right. Right. With that, because we need those resources to pour back into our community. Right. But that we, you know, do this on our own terms. Right. So yeah. to, to go back to what I was saying by sitting down and talking to these individuals, the party promoters, the PRs, the managers, and stuff like that in the mainstream world. So I had that conversation just as I shared in terms of this is how I'm moving. You're welcome to join me or, you know, you lose access to my clients <laughs> in reality. And so Piper's got hers in the underground. And at this point, it's like, okay, we're just going to pop up on you and it's going to be Fatima and Piper underground and mainstream. What are you going to do? I'm trying to tell y'all because they're they're coming into it's our nothing. backyard yeah. already. So they're we already have to put that in. we have to put that fence <laughs> now. <laughs> they're already coming yeah. in, laying the laying Hold groundwork. On. We got to build our own wall. We got to build our own wall. <laughs> <laughs> Only time we'll say shots out to you know forty five. Shots fired. <laughs> okay, so before we go, um, there's that. So we're gonna get part two because we got to get you to come back, please. But um, before we go, I want you to talk real quickly because um, Fatima here. Are you actually from Dearborn? Uh, yes. Okay, you're, so you're from Dearborn. Yeah. So the people who, because we have people that listen from all over the world. Wow. But people know Dearborn. Everybody yeah. around the world knows Dearborn. Yeah. And people know, uh, if you don't know, that Michigan has the largest number of Arabs outside of the so-called Middle East. Mm-hmm. And so Dearborn is one of those places that has multiple Arab communities, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Muslim and Christian, but mm-hmm. you know, but multiple Arab communities. And so, um, you know, with that, uh, Fatima told me some kind of horror stories about um, visiting her homeland. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to go into all of that, yeah. but um, you know, this is another part of thing that, that we're doing is we're building bridges because Detroit is one of the most segregated places on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so we're also building black and brown solidarity we do a lot of that work to build black and yeah. brown solidarity. It's a must. Yeah. And so did you want to speak to at all, like any of that work that you're doing? Um, so just just to give clarity, I love where I'm from. I'm obviously born and raised in Dearborn, Michigan, but I'm the major- most powerful city yeah. outside, of <laughs> outside Detroit. Outside of Detroit. It's a little suburb outside of Detroit. Powerful. But I, to, to attest to, I grew up in the city. Um, our home was 
in Dearborn, but my dad kept us in Detroit. He worked for Ford. All his friends were out here, you know. Understood. We were Belial campouts all the time, cookouts with his friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, we weren't raised to look at race, color, or religion. None of that existed to us. Um, in, in reality, I even had situations where, I, you know, we had play brothers and sisters, and people used to be like, that can't be your brother. And I'm like, Why? I didn't get it because I didn't see it because mm. it wasn't what I was taught. But to go back to, to my country within itself, um, I'm Lebanese. And um, first time I went there, I was 15 and I was like in heaven. It's the most gorgeous place I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, for those that don't know, the French and Roman have been through Lebanon. Um, the... Israelis are actually trying to take over Lebanon just because of its such prosperous and beautiful land. Understood. Yeah. Um, I actually own a house out there and own um, an olive field where what? I get all my olive oil. Girl, you got to have some Middle Eastern We need oil. it. Ooh. I love it. Wait, run that back like a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> you said, could you just try to slide that through I like you did. were saying? You got a, a, a cute person next to you. <laughs> so what did you I say? Did. I did. Um, so I have my own house out there. and In Lebanon. In Lebanon, yep. And um, crazy enough, it's like um, compared to a house here, it's like mansion. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the level of um, like their, their leader is like nothing but maybe 75 cents to us or something like that. I'm with you. So, you know, I could give I could give my do- my son a dollar and he can go up to the cafe and grab himself a pop and a sandwich and maybe a bag of chips maybe a dollar fifty I'm with you you know what I'm saying so um then we purchased some land and um grew some olive trees and what we do is we sell olive oil and jarred olives yeah so wow that was my experience going down there a couple times went down there um 2006 I went down there was uh, I had my first child and um this is really what made me attest to not really caring for a red cross um so we got caught in a war so there is it is a, a war-torn country Israel does try to fight its best to get into our land and take over and so um I just woke up one day and it was raining bombs, literally. Yeah. Stuck in a bomb shelter for about 14 days. Long story short, finally get to the pier to come back to the states where supposedly the, the Marines were supposed to be getting us out of the country. Get to get on the boat and they're like, oh, sorry, made a mistake. You know, there's no room. And I'm like, what? I mean, being born and raised in the states, my, my parents spoke English. That was my, you know, primary language. I'm sitting on a corner, like literally crying, like child in hand, Red Cross. My son is registered to the Red Cross because of his kidney condition, passed out in my hand twice. Oh, my God. No water, nothing. And so this lady comes out of nowhere and she was like, aren't you so-and-so's daughter? And I'm like, what? We're in a whole nother country. And I said, yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, my husband and your dad worked together at Ford back in Dearborn. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. She was like, you're a splitting image of your father. Mm. And I was like, mind you, we we escaped. So I had the clothes on my back and my child in my hand. She took me into her house. 
um, her daughter and me were the same size. She got me some clothes, got me in the shower, called my mom. Poor thing. <laughs> she got the call. I feel so bad because we haven't had communication for a couple of days because there was no phone line. Mm. And the last time we spoke, she was like saying her goodbyes because all she knew is what I was telling her and what she was seeing on TV. And so when she got a call, she said, the, the lady said, you have a daughter named Fatima in, Amer- in Lebanon? And my mom passed out. She thought that they were calling mm-hmm. to tell her mm-hmm. I was dead. Oh, oh, man. So my dad had to take the phone from her, get the communication pieces together. Um, next day, I get a call to get on the Navy helicopter to cross over to Cyprus. And I said, I'm not leaving unless this family comes with me. Mm. And we went back and oh forth. And they were like, nope, nope, nope. You know, we can only take you guys. And I said, no, you guys don't understand. Like, they saved my life. Like, mm. if they're not coming, I'm willing to die with them. Like, wow. they saved my life. So I was being real stubborn and in this situation. Um, some way it opened up a pathway to be able to take them with. We get to Cyprus. Um, from Cyprus, they were like, okay, you're in safe land. Find your way home. And I'm like, um, what? I don't even know where to go. I don't even know what to do. Mind you, I was a young mom. Okay. I, my, I had my first child at 19. Okay. So I was maybe 20 at the time. Wow. In another country. First of all, my own country, I couldn't even speak the language yet. I so you, you. want to put me in Cyprus? Like, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the lady I was with, thankfully, her husband got us together. Um, got me on a flight to Philadelphia. I landed in Philadelphia. I remember calling my dad and just being on the phone crying like, I mean, obviously, I have money in the bank. I can get back. You know, just book my ticket. Red eye me. I want to come back to Detroit. And I remember when I touched down in Detroit, my dad was waiting at the doors at um, Metro Airport. And I literally, like, I was in such shock. And he was, like, crying that I, you know, that I'm finally home. And he was like, we got a whole party for you. Everybody's like, I said, no, 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 no. Just get me home. I want a shower and a clean towel. Wow. That's all I want right now. Like, just a shower and a clean towel. That's it. So we get that. And um, as I was in the shower, um, an airplane had passed over my house. I, I mean, I live in Dearborn, but I live closer to, like, um, the freeway and stuff. So I'm close to the airport. Gotcha. So the airplanes fly like low. Like 275 or something yep. like that. Yeah. So the airplanes mm. fly low. When I tell you I jumped out that shower so quick, oh. I had developed PTSD. Right. So, you know, after hearing bombs fall over mm-hmm. you for so long and you come back and a simple noise like that can trigger you, yeah. it's insane. So I had to go through some serious therapy for that. So did my son, unfortunately, even though he was so young. And I was like, I'm never going back there. I can't believe I went back oh, there. Oh, no. I lied. 2010, <laughs> I was right back there. <laughs> there Vacationing. You, go. you know you what go. I'm saying? Okay. It's home. Yeah. It's home. So I can't imagine who people live on a day-to-day basis like this they have no america to run to right you know what i'm saying so for somebody to come up and take over america and take over the rights to save these people that's disgusting Mm. like it's disgusting can you talk about thank you for that you know what i'm saying and thanks for thanks for telling (laughs) us about that that's a lot can you tell us about and then i'll let you go after this okay (laughs) can you um because like right now What's it like for you? Because you wear hijab, and we in a so-called Muslim band. Yeah. So to kind of um, to kind of touch base. So when I first got into this, being from Dearborn, being you know, mostly modest, it was a lot for the people of my culture and religion to understand. You know, you're you're in a realm of 
being around men and athletes and being a dominant woman where in our culture the woman is on a pedestal and she's taken care of and she's being massaged and she's being fed and she's being whatever and the man's out being the breadwinner you know what I'm saying and people mistake that for oppression it's far from oppression it's just what a man is supposed to be doing thank you for that <laughs> but so no, just thank to, you for that, that just imaging. to clear that yeah mm-hmm. just to clear that um so i was always taught that you can do anything you know m- being the youngest female in my family i was the only one that went all the way through college got an education opened up my own businesses so my dad's always been like that secret pat on the back like an excitement you know what i mean <laughs> So when Shouts I shout out to dad. Yeah, yeah. So when I started traveling, again I was oblivious to it. I was so oblivious to it. And the first couple of times I'm like, okay, it wasn't so bad. 9/11 hits and now we got all these pat downs and um, you know, I'm going to take your kids and you know, we're going to search you and we pull up TSA and my boys are like, "Oh, time to search mom." Mm. To my most recent experience and it was um, two things. Um, during the time I was talking about um, almost having lost my son, my grandfather had actually passed away at the same time. Mm. And so it was a very trying time for me. So I was stuck in California because I was with a client. By the time I got back, my mom had already left with um, my grandfather's deceased body. He was trying to be buried overseas. Mm, so okay. I didn't get a chance to wow. see her and grieve with my mom and just be there for her, you oh, know? Man. So it was just being on the phone. Shortly after the band goes up, okay, and she's trying to come home from Lebanon, and here they are telling her she can't come home. Wow, my mom's an American citizen, right? Like she's been here for forty plus years. Wow. Okay, so I'm over here like, dang, like not only is she going through us, but she can't even like going through what she was going through, but she can't even come back to us. Right. So we had to do what we had to do. We got some attorneys involved. Finally, you know, they lifted the band. She was able to come back. A couple months after that, um, I go to fly out of New York. And as I'm leaving New York, um, as you can see, I, I dress modestly for the most part. I try to keep covered. So if, if my clothes are a little bit tight, you'll see, like, something wrapped around my waist. So I had a, a shirt wrapped around my waist. And... Um, the lady says, ma'am, you got to take that off. I said, I can't. I got some leggings on. And it ain't nothing but my rear and my front. And it's inappropriate for me to have it out like that. So I got to have it covered up. So she's going to say, oh, female opt out. I said, oh, that's what we're calling it now? Mm. Female opt out? I'm not opting out of anything. Mm. It's, a, it's a, a flannel shirt tied around my waist. Don't play with me. Are you kidding me? Your sensors can see down to my bone. Yeah. Like, what more do you want? So here I am up waiting about 20 minutes until they get somebody. Then they take me into a back room where, how much can I say on this station? Whatever, Whatever you want. want. Up until <laughs> up until they pretty much rape you. Oh. Like, they're grabbing all your privates. They're up in your areas. And I'm just like, is this seriously necessary? For a flannel. For a flannel on my waist. Wow. I mean, I didn't This is men and women touching on you? No, 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 no. They only, when it's women, it's only women. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they did take me into a back room and make it private. But I mean, it just, you feel humiliated. I'm sitting yeah. up on a chair. People are passing by me and it's like, are you kidding me? Like, right. what, what am I doing wrong? 
It's public humiliation. What am I doing wrong? I've had situations where they do that to me, and they get to search in my bag, and they pull up my client's contracts, and they say, oh, how are you um, affiliated with this person? Okay, so you're only going to get me through if I'm affiliated to so-and-so? Are you kidding me? Wow. The level of disrespect. Mm. So I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. I know um, people around are not... Like like you said, black and brown right now are really in movement, are yeah. really in coalition, are really understanding. If anybody understands what an Arab goes through, is an African-American person. Yeah. Preach. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we've had our different types of trials. Yes, some might be harder than each other. I understand that. But right now, in this time right now, this is who needs to move together. You know what I'm saying? We, we are always the ones that get the short end of the stick. We are, you know, the ones that are humiliated and criticized. And I should never have to be introduced as the female Muslim hijabi that works with NFL players. Like, why? Can I just be Fatima that works with NFL players? Because <laughs> like, that's what you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why can't it be... Um, the man from whatever mile road why does it have to be the tall black man from so and so like why why do we have to explain things Cody? that way yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's it's crazy it's crazy to me like my kids i'm gonna tell you this this is how my kids learn to describe people they don't tell me if it was black white pink orange nothing it's the man who had on the green shirt with I'm, I'm so serious. Right, right. I love it. I'm so serious. I mean, they might say thin, you know, heavy set, whatever. They're not going to tell me what race or what color or none of that. Mm, because that's not how we describe people. Mm. It's not. Wow. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> it really, I mean, that's my personal outtake on, on, on certain things. And I pray every day, literally five times a day when I pray that people really learn to think that way. And mm. I wonder what it would be like. I really do. Like sometimes when I'm in my creative moments, I'm in Mother Nature, I wonder what it would be like yeah. if people learn to think like that. Right, right. Between you and Piper taking over, <laughs> they will they will have to learn. Oh right. my god, they're turning up right now. We're gonna have to we're gonna end our podcast. But listen, this is a really powerful conversation. Like you shared so much with us. I'm gonna have Thank to bring you, you back. Uh, with your clients and to talk about you know all the awesome stuff that your clients are doing thank you i'm really grateful that you came did you want to leave any last words and any uh, so, social media so 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 grateful for you having me and again this is the second time i get out and publicly speak and again it is for you um <laughs> if anybody has motivated me to get into that it has been you and i really genuinely appreciate that you know just surrounding myself with people to empower me as an individual, to empower me as a woman, and to really be my support system. You know what I'm saying? Like when we playfully call each other brothers and sisters, when I say Piper is my sister, no, she's genuinely my sister. She's There's been times where she just comes over and just lets me vent, just talk. Just tell me what's, you know, what's going on. Like, I'll be ready to talk about business and ready to, what, what is coming next? No, Piper, slow down. How are the boys? Oh, Pipe. You know what I'm saying? Like that's so genuine and so important and so lost it is in our generations um so you can expect to see a lot more of that realm on social media with me um so with me opening up and just really focusing on giving you that side 
Uh, Randy has been doing so as well. You see she's been posting her positive videos every yeah, single morning. Yeah, she's doing that. Yeah, and it's just like, you know what? If we just keep putting it out there, we just pray that it's going to come right back. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And being an advocate is heavy, is deep, is yeah. weighing on you. You know what I'm saying? And I give Piper so much, so much credit for what she does because it's not something I can do on a day-to-day basis. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a very emotional person, um, and I'm very passionate. So when I get into something, I'm really <laughs> into it. It's true. I'm not correcting you, but even with your thought process, you are an advocate. Oh, thank right? you. Right? She's <laughs> very you. much an advocate, right? Thank you. She, she's the I ad- really wish she's I could the advocate. do more, but yeah. it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. But, um, yeah, so you can check out my social media. Um, for my personal pages, it's all at T underscore Fatima, F-A-T-I-M-A underscore. And for my um, business page, it's Ambitious Futures, A underscore Futures underscore LLC um, across the board. Um, you'll start seeing a lot more on my business page now that's more business related. I'm trying to differentiate and keep them separate. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you still will see, like, inside, behind the scenes, you know, the fun stuff. Um, but I'm very raw. I'm very, um, very open. I, I do have my venting sessions where I let people know that this life is not easy. I mean, with yeah. this event for Dre, I can't tell you when the last day I slept was. I literally have been <laughs> sitting here, and you can take a look at my phone. I, I got... Three missed calls, four text messages, and about 16 emails within the hour that I'm sitting here. Yeah. And that's a light day. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of stuff that, that needs to be done. And, you know, being that person that they trust to do it is the best feeling in the world. There you go. Yeah, the you make it look good. Feeling. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what about Thank you, Brittany? Yeah. Last words? I'm just having a good time. We are in a different uh, place so it's uh, good to hear the music as you guys hear in the background. Fatima was awesome, gave us insight on what it truly means to be in the industry with purpose. And uh, I appreciate it. And, of course, Piper, I'll, I tell you, I appreciate you for bridging the gap. Okay, that's what's up. Hey, listen, Joe Black, thank you for giving us awesome audio. Um, we really appreciate that. Fatima, thanks for coming out and giving us, you know, your true self, thank your you. authenticity. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for sharing with us. That's amazing. Thank you, Brittany, Always. for being here and having those great questions. And um, shouts out to uh, Kari Frazier, who is always organizing in the background. Happy birthday to Josh Adams. You know, we're here. We love you, Josh. We, we love, love you, Josh. Here at the Marble Bar is about to go down. Uh, so, yeah, we're about to get into it. And so, yeah, this is the Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is Different. And you can check me out on my own social media, uh, Piper Carter, or you can um, check us out on Detroit is Different. And um, it's spelled properly. Detroit is different. So, um, oh, you want to email us. What's your email, Brittany? Brittany at DetroitIsDifferent.com. Or you can email Piper at DetroitIsDifferent.com. Let us know. Are you getting married? Um, did you just get that big check and you don't know how to spend your money? <laughs> you want to know where to invest? Um, your kids, are they going off to college? Like, let us know what is happening in your world. Did they cut your water off? Do you need some support? Like, let us know. We want to celebrate with you. We want to support you. We want to get you resources. We want to hear who in the world is listening to us. We already know that you're out there listening in Europe. 
We already know you're out here listening in Detroit. We already know you're out there listening in New York City. I've been getting, you know, lots of uh, encouragement from all around. Pretty soon, starting in September, we're going to start reading your emails. Um, we're going to be uh, up in our production. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, you can check us out on SoundCloud. You can check us out on Apple Podcast. You can check us out on Google Play. And you can check us out on Stitcher. Once again, Piper Carter Podcast on Detroit is different. Peace and be well. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Piper Carter podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network.